All right, we are here. Episode 10 of I Think I Know Basketball. Look at that, man. We made it to episode 10. I, 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 Time flies, I didn't bro. think we was going to do it. I, hey. I, I mean, I believed in us. I believed in us. But I don't think the people really believed in us. I thought they thought we was going to give up. Especially Peter. I'm, I'm shouting you out right now, Peter. Yeah, Peter, I hope you've been listening. Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you to your face if you've been listening. And if you say no, I'm going to call you out on the next episode. 11. Yeah. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, he hasn't been listening. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This guy, this guy is crazy. But we're here, man, and we, there's so much stuff going on in the NBA right now. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. we have trash talk on top of trash talk on top of trash talk. On top of drama, on top of injuries, on top of... Trade rumors. And just some straight... Some disrespect. Oh yeah, just straight disrespect. We're gonna we go, we go get into that, but uh, what you want to start off with first? Well, well, first, let me start off with inviting all of you guys to follow us on social media: yes. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I think I know basketball. Search us up, and. Check us out on the Anchor FM app, which we're recording on right now. That's a fact. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Mm-hmm. So but let's start off with a little bit of recap. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the big games that happened was the Los Angeles Lakers and the Dallas Mavericks. LeBron versus Luka. The new age versus the old head who's still dominating the league. With no AD. With no Anthony Davis, which we're going to get into here in, in, a, in a minute. But the Lakers ran away with this one, absolutely whooped on the Mavs. LeBron had another huge game, 35 points, 16 rebounds, 7 assists. Uh, Luka was a little bit uh, not quite himself. I mean, he was missing free throws. He was clearly pretty frustrated uh, with how he was playing. And at one point, ripped his jersey because he was so mad because yeah, he miss, was missing I thought it was throws. just because the jersey was ugly, but because he was mad. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, so it, it was kind of an uncharacteristic night and an otherwise brilliant season for, for Luka. But, but, you know, just another example of, you know, LeBron. LeBron being 35 years old, you know, being faced with the future of the league in a lot of ways, or one of the big future stars of the league, and still, you know, showing that he owns the stage, you know, on on a lot of nights. Uh, But at the same time, you still see the amazing things about Luka's game. And, you know, wanting to see what this Mavs team looks like when Kristaps Porzingis gets all the way back because they didn't have him yesterday in that game. And I think it kind of showed. But in, in talking about that, let's talk about one of the other big players who was missing from last night's game, Anthony Davis. Yes. So yes. he made news on a couple of different fronts this week. First of all, he declined the Los Angeles Lakers contract extension offer in favor of becoming a free agent. Why would he do that? He wants more money. It's pretty obvious. Exactly. He can earn up to $60 million more million by hitting free agency than taking the max contract offer that the Los Angeles Lakers would potentially pay him. And again, I think people are kind of looking at this like, oh, yeah, that means there's a chance. Man, he's probably not leaving L.A. L.A. will pony up $60 million more million to keep him in town. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't even think the AD stuff is like news news. It's like if you, if you watch basketball and you think you know basketball, you know that these guys aren't taking midseason and contract extensions, especially when you're in a situation where you're going to be a free agent and you can get more money. Absolutely. I mean, I think they're about to sign a new collective bargaining agreement. So. Yeah, yeah. So, this, so, so it's I mean, coming up. All, all this stuff, if you're, like I said, if you're paying attention to the NBA and you know what's going on, you know that these things are happening, and why would you sign? You know what I'm saying? Now, if this was a Jalen Brown situation, then I can understand. You know what I'm saying? Because you actually think you're worth more money. And you want to wait and test the free, the free, the free agency. Yeah. But the team just comes and gives you more money now. Yeah. You should probably take it if you're somebody like Jalen Brown because it's not guaranteed that you're going to ball out this season. Now, somebody like Anthony Davis. He's a superstar. <laughs> yeah, and, some, and someone's going to throw money at him. And, and that's the thing that like I, I've talked about. Um, there, there's like some baseball contract stuff going on, too, that I've been following. And, you know, people you know, love the idea of like, oh yeah, a guy takes a hometown discount or whatever so we can stay here and play. It's like, no, man, you can do that if you want and people can get praised for that, but that get is, your money. That is horrible. Get this your is, money. This is why Tom Brady's in the situation he's in right now. 
is because he thinks he's worth more money. He's been taking hometown discounts from the Patriots his whole career. Do you know what I'm saying? And now he wants his money, and he's a, he's entering free agency for the first time, and he's probably not going to get that money because he's a 40-year-old quarterback. So it's like... He's going to be 43. You know, he's, yeah. he's, he's in literal uncharted territory, so right? That, that's something that's just going to be interesting just as far as, like, the whole AD situation and, and how that's going to play out. I mean, he's injury-prone. He didn't play against in that game because he, he bruised his butt. Yeah. He bruised his butt, and he couldn't play basketball. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I think that's one of the things I want to talk about a little bit because we've talked about the Lakers and the Clippers and, you know, the Bucks and, you know, all, all these top teams in the NBA. And I truly believe at this point it's going to be an all-L.A. Western Conference Finals. And with Anthony Davis, you know, he's, he's obviously a superstar when healthy. But you kind of wonder, right, like, is he going to be able to stay healthy all year? Is he going to be able to give you what you need when it comes down to, in the end, getting to the NBA Finals? Like, like I'm starting to wonder about his durability this year. He's managed to stay healthy after a couple of rough years where it started out and he just couldn't stay on the floor. And he's been, you know, much more uh, consistent on that. You know, standpoint, but it seems like he's getting hurt every other day, man. I mean, him and Kyrie are one and the same as far as the injury stuff goes. You know what I'm saying? These guys can't stay on the court. I don't know if Anthony Davis has played an 82 game season yet in Probably his career. Not, no. Probably not. So, I mean, it's definitely an issue. His his injury stuff is definitely an issue. It's not an issue when you're talking about signing him, though. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no. You sign him. You, and, you sign him and, and give him the time he and, needs. And, you know, the funny thing, and, and you know, I don't want to belabor this point too much because it's going to get into the trade discussion we're going to want to have. Which is, we're, we, might, I must say, we might as well just start talking about the trade stuff now. But, yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, you know what? Let, let, let's go ahead. Let's jump right into this. Yeah. So. Um, one of the players on the court last night, Kyle Kuzma, who mm-hmm. had himself a nice little game he's, in the starting he's, lineup. He's been balling, like we said last episode, ever since he started going, you know, um, Wesley Snipes with the hair and Blade. He's been winning, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, he's been balling. And it's it's a very interesting thing to see. But Kyle Kuzma, like you was just, um, I assume you was about to say, he's in talks to be traded. He gets the nod in the starting lineup with Anthony Davis out. He drops 26 points, and you know he's he's generally looking like on 22 shots though. That's a yeah, lot. Of, that's yeah. a lot of shots. Yeah, and 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 so again, right? This is the kind of thing, right? With Kyle Kuzma, he was it, absolutely capitalizing. He was like, "Listen, I'm getting a shot." Yes, he's gonna he's gonna shoot. <laughs> he's, he's like he's like, "Yo, they're gonna trade me. I'm about to I'm about to go showcase everything I got right he's, now." He's been he's been on that. Which no, is he's been, he's, it, been yeah. he's been on that all year. Yo, did you see that Lonzo Ball wouldn't dap him up after the game when no. they played against the Pelicans? I didn't. Actually, you know what? No, I did see that. I did see that. What is going on? Was, there? That was the thing. I was like, I couldn't tell if that was real, if that was a joke. I think it was Real. I think it was, but shout out to Lonzo Ball because he's also been balling in the last like four oh, yeah. or five games. But well, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk yeah, about him about, later. Let's stay, let's yeah. stay the Cal Kuzma. Yeah, but but with, with Kuzma, right? It's like I'm looking at this team. You know, you mentioned you know it doesn't matter in terms of like like AD's injury prone and all that stuff. Doesn't matter in terms of signing him because he is who he is. And I'm watching this team last night, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking about how different this team looked versus last year. And whether or not, like, like, is it all worth it? You know, the other night, you know, you got Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, all on the floor for another team yeah. against the Lakers. Yeah. Then, you know, you got this game where Kyle It was Kuzma's definitely up. worth it, that game. You see LeBron took some shots at them, and he said on Instagram, like, was it worth it? You know, because AD had a monster game that game against the yeah. New Orleans Lakers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a monster game against them, and those, you know, three, four players combined almost didn't even put up the stats that AD put up by himself. Yeah. And, and the Lakers won. So yeah. it's definitely worth it. Yeah, it, it, and and I guess I just think that's interesting, right? People, like, talk about LeBron, like, oh, yeah, like, F them kids. Like, yeah. you know, we don't care about them. And, and, I mean, the thing is, like, that is where LeBron is in his career, and so... It's not about development. It's about winning titles and yeah. and adding to the legacy. And so, yeah, it, it is worth it to get somebody like Anthony. Davis. Like you can see the dividends that it's paying. But yeah. you know, you wonder how some of these fans feel. Like if it was your team, like Man, if it was the I don't Celtics. Care about how the fans feel. If we're talking basketball, and you're yeah. the organization. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, yeah. like we we started this talking about Kyle Kuzma in the trade talks. You know what I'm saying? LeBron's getting him out of there. There, I don't think there's any way he makes it past the trade deadline on this team. You don't think so? No, I think I think he's probably gone because everybody knows they need one more. 
more like kind of playmaker. They don't. What they don't they, need what another if guy. They held shoot. AD out to purposely give Kuzma this stage to showcase his talent to increase his trade stock so that they can get Andre Drummond. <laughs> well, well, okay. So, so a shameless uh, transition to our to our next one because they because they don't they definitely don't need Andre Drummond because they got like six centers and stuff like yeah, that they on still the got roster. Cousins on the bench. Like, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and, and it's like and he could be back for the playoffs. But but that's another one, man. It's like I gotta say we we were looking at the Pistons earlier in the year. Yeah, like they were gonna be something. Like they could compete for that last spot. But in now the they got They got yeah you. yeah now. Now it's over because Blake Griffin is yep. out indefinitely because yep. uh, he's been playing through knee issues. And it's he a just, dub for him. Yeah. His career, I'm not going to say his career is over, but for the for the Pistons, it makes sense for them to blow it up. Yeah, and I think that it's unfortunate because you got like somebody like Derrick Rose coming off the bench, um, you know, and he's playing the best basketball that he's played since his MVP season, like mm-hmm. like no doubt. Yeah. Um, and he's doing it for a team that's bad, you know, for yeah. a team that's headed for the lottery, like swiftly headed for the lottery. Absolutely. And and it's just because it all it all fell apart. And, and it's kind of not necessarily anybody's fault. Right. You know, Blake Griffin just, you know, he's at this point where he's been through a lot of injuries. He's fought through it like hell. But you, you can only fight so long before your body starts breaking down. He's jumping and dunking on people and, everywhere and, yeah. and, and banging and, and bashing on people and stuff like that. It's like it takes a toll. And same deal with with Andre Drummond right now. But he's it, young, though. Drummond's really. Yeah. Young. Yeah. He's, he's definitely like comparatively young yeah. compared to, you know, Blake Griffin. And so and so and so you look at him no matter where he is, whether he's on the Pistons or someplace else, um, you know, but he's probably going to come back and he's going to keep playing at a high level but man it's just you know that trade for Blake Griffin you know a lot of people looked at it as like this desperation thing that Stan Van Gundy did while he was still you know coaching GM and all that stuff to kind of save his job and you know it's been you know he's played well there when he's been able to play and now there's just there's no direction for the Pistons at this point like like you gotta you gotta sell anybody who has value I mean, all right, so the buyers and sellers for the trade deadline, you know, I think that the Celtics need to figure out some type of package deal to get Cantor out of there and get Drummond to the Celtics. See, that could be... Maybe some draft picks. They can't trade any of the, the, the four players from, yeah, like from the, Walker, Yeah, Hayward. the four core players. Yeah, yeah you, you can't got to keep the, 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 the core. But, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe get rid of Cantor and some draft picks and, you know... Maybe Williams or Smart. I don't. I don't know. But I, I, that's a that's a Man, buy. You would trade Marcus Smart, bro? Nah. I mean, it's tough. You know what I'm saying? It's tough. It's one of those tough ones. That's what I'm saying. But that's something I'm buying. The Celtics getting Andre Drummond is something I'm buying. I'm when I'm looking at the trade deadline and I'm just looking at it from a bird's eye view as like somebody watching the NBA. I'm trying to see what teams actually need. To, like the Rockets need to make a move. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, if, if they want to realistically... Like, if they want to realistically do something, they need to make a move. Um, the, the the Hawks need to make a move. Well, yeah. well how, about, how about this, right? Since we're talking about the trade deadline, and I want to kind of tie this into the next thing we're going to talk about, which is the race for eighth in the Western Conference. Now, we have the Dallas Mavericks, Portland Trailblazers, San Antonio Spurs, Oklahoma City Thunder, and Memphis Grizzlies. One of them should make a move before the trade deadline to possibly help their chances isn't of making wi- the playoffs. Isn't it wild right now that the Memphis Grizzlies hold the eighth spot in the Western Conference? We, we did not see that. We, didn't, I mean, we talked about you know them being a fun team to watch with. Yeah, the job, but they weren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, that's what that. we said. But they are right there in contention and in contention with teams like the. San Antonio Spurs, like, I didn't even see a Greg Popovich-led team not making the playoffs, yeah. but we, we are there. It's a, it's, a, it's a different era, and it's, it's like that, that could definitely happen. I feel like when it, when it comes to the, the standings, those top especially, like, five teams are, are probably locked in. We're talking the Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, Jazz, and Rockets. Like, they're probably going to make the yeah, playoffs no, no, yeah. and, unless somebody's leg falls off or, like, James Harden dies or something like that. You know what I mean? But then the, the other guys, so the, the Mavericks, you know, Luka stays healthy. You know, Kristaps comes back at least, you know, for a good portion of the end of the year. I feel like they're probably making it. 
the Thunder are surprising, but I feel like you know they're they're a youngish kind of team where you know they got Chris Paul who's playing really well right yeah, now, but they're, but they're still a young team, yeah, you know. And so, they're right there in the mix, and I think that the leadership of Chris Paul is doing. It. You know, the one thing with the Oklahoma City Thunder is they're a young team. They don't necessarily play like a young team. Yeah, and I think some of that definitely has to do with some of the you know yeah. just like the couple of veteran leaders they have on there, and, and Chris the Paul's intensity the, is preparation. I mean, Schroeder's Schroeder's not a rookie. He's not a young. Schroeder's not. A rookie, yeah, you know he's, been he's, he's, he's been in the in the game for a while. You know what I'm saying? You, Nerlens Noel, um, Stephen Adams, a lot of these guys have been in the league now for a little while, and they have a little bit of experience in terms of what it may take to close out games. Now, the interesting thing for the Thunder is going to be if they actually do make the playoffs, they're going to gain a lot of valuable experience for their next year. And if they can lock up Chris Paul, who is someone that we should actually be talking about as far as the trade deadline, because. If I was Oklahoma City Thunder, that's a valuable piece that you can trade to one of these teams and really help them out and help yourself out in the future. You're like, talking so Chris Paul, I gotta see I what, can see Chris Paul on the Spurs. See, I gotta see what Chris Paul's like contract is, because he's got a pretty rough contract to move. And I think that was part of it is that like you know, in in going to the Thunder, like that was that was a trade a lot of people thought the Rockets couldn't make, yeah. or they were gonna have a hard time making because of how hefty those numbers are. He's getting like you know forty mil or like in the 30, 40 mil range or something like that That's over true. these next few years. That's true. And so that would be a really tough contract to move. But I'll tell you what, if they could do it, that would be. That would be crazy. And, you know, maybe maybe that spells doom for their playoff hopes this year. But ultimately, maybe it does them better I, in yeah, the future because they have flexibility. It sets them up to be in a great position in the future if they could make that happen. Yeah. And, and I guess it depends, right? Because, like, what's the return going to be for that? Uh, like like to, to move him. I feel like more than anything, it's salary flexibility. And if you can sell him on how good this young core has been playing with, you know, and, and to Shy Gilgis Alexander and the way he's been like low-key being, you know, an emerging star in this league right now. You know, he is. Then, yeah. then I think that, you know, maybe you have something to sell a free agent on. Maybe not a top, top-tier guy, uh, but never count out Sam Presti. Yeah, because he, no, right. he's over here pulling all the moves. All the strings. All the moves. Um, I'm really intrigued by if Memphis were able to to pull something off trade I mean, I, I don't even think they need to, but I'm just intrigued by the fact that they're number eight. In, they, they, in the yeah, it's like, it's like they, right don't need, they don't need to, and they, they might they be could, willing. they could pull off one move that can put them right there in, in the mix in the middle of the pack. Yes, yeah, so like they, they might be willing to just kind of rock with this. And obviously, you don't want to trade away you know, your valuable young guys. But I'm thinking, a, I mean, I'm just thinking along the lines of like, what if you like swapped out like Jay Crowder for somebody else? Though so not yeah. like Jay Crowder's been bad. Yeah, so but, I was gonna say Jay Crowder. I think he's a he's a he's a piece of that puzzle that's making it work. You know what I'm saying? You got to keep him. So it, it's just, it's very interesting. It's it's interesting to see as far as the race for eighth in the Western Conference because now it's like you can be a winning team and, and not make the playoffs. And in the Eastern Conference for years, you could be a losing team and make the playoffs. I mean, you got two losing teams right now holding on to the seven and eight spots. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah. So so there's almost guaranteed to be at least one losing team making the playoffs this in year. In the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So, in the, so the Western Conference, conference is it's very interesting. So let's keep it moving real quick because as we said at the top of the show, the elite trash talking that has been going on. Um, KD versus Kendrick Perkins. I'm gonna let you set this all so, up because I see I seen the tweets and for me. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I'm like, well, what sparked this? And then, so, and then you, you know, fill me in. Yeah, so, so let's set it up. So um, this is on the heels of Russell Westbrook and the Houston Rockets going to Oklahoma City and playing there. And, you know, Russell Westbrook getting, you know, an ovation from the crowd. They still love him there in Oklahoma yeah, yeah. City. And Kendrick Perkins referred to Russell Westbrook as Mr. Thunder, you know, the greatest a, Thunder of all fact. time. Yeah, we talked about this. We, we talked about Russell Westbrook being the greatest Oklahoma City Thunder player of all time. That's a fact. And when we were talking about number retirements. Yeah, yeah. And we mentioned KD, right, in terms of like, eh, like, does his number get retired? Mm. I feel I feel like it's hard to think so. Um, and maybe feelings will change later, but but you never know. But yeah, Russ is is the greatest Thunder player, but Kendrick Perkins couldn't just let that 
stand on its own. He kind of had to drag KD into it. KD didn't say anything about it until yeah. Kendrick Perkins brought his name up. And then basically, like, KD was like, look, man, like, I don't know why you're talking. You were trash. Like, <laughs> you know, you over here, like, bumbling around in the minutes that you were on the court in the playoffs with us. And then Kendrick Perkins was like, oh, yeah, well, guess what? Like, your rings with the Golden State Warriors don't mean anything because you made the weakest move in NBA history and you're trash. Yeah. And, and, and you're soft. And it's like, bro, like, whoa. It's, it's kind of crazy because Kendrick Perkins is not right, but he's not wrong. Like, you can respect the you can respect the rings that they got, that he got with the Warriors because he got them. But as far as his legacy, they don't really mean anything for his legacy. Like, at all. They don't mean nothing for his legacy. And as far as Russell Westbrook being Mr. Thunder, that's a fact. Like, you can't... Yeah. You can't deny that. We're not saying who is the best basketball player to ever play for the Oklahoma City Thunder. That's not what we're saying. Because if we was, if that was the question we were asking, probably Kevin Durant. it's most likely Kevin Durant. But if we're saying who was the most prominent player and meant the most to that organization as of right now, it's absolutely Russell Westbrook. Just, just on the simple fact that KD left. And they, they used Russell Westbrook to help heal themselves. And he accepted that. You know and, what I'm saying? And, and he just went out like a comet every single night. And, and he's like throwing he got, himself all over the court. He got triple doubles. 50-point triple doubles. And the man averaged a triple double for two seasons after that. Like, what are we talking about? I, I mean, he's he's the man. Here, Here's where I'm not sure where to fall on this. Because, okay. look, because number one, like, yes. In the aftermath of, of KD going to the Warriors, I was like, come on, man. Like, seriously? Uh -huh. You know, because, like, you just had them down 3-1 in the Western Conference Finals. You blew the lead, and now you want to go play for them. And so I definitely had that little bit of mentality about KD going there because it's like, okay. It's at, definitely the at, weakest move in NBA history. At the same time, it's like he went there and he was the best player and he was the finals MVP and, and all that. And, and the, the stuff that he they, was because he made Steph a role player. We've had this conversation. Keep going. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> we're not going to have this discussion again. No, just because, like, keep going. Because, go because, because we're going to start talking about role players and, and the fact that like you could be a star as your role but anyway. Yeah, but, but yeah, here's yeah. the thing, you know, KD is also kind of not wrong. I feel like they're, they're NBA players falling on both sides of this where some people yeah, are like, yeah, yeah like okay like I like we do think that like KD like kind of did some some dumb stuff there but but it's like at the same time they're like dude Kendrick like you're not good the thing that's like you weren't you weren't good is, like why are you talking the thing that's interesting about it is KD's response to Kendrick was a personal attack on Kendrick's game and Kendrick's initial thing to KD had nothing to do with his personal game it was just about who was the Who's Mr. Thunder? Yeah, but but KD, it, but KD so for KD to respond, but, but KD be like, didn't belong anywhere in, in that KD, conversation. But for KD to come back and be like, "Dude, you averaged two and five in the finals," is like, or oh, in the playoffs, or whatever the situation was for Kendrick's numbers. It's like, yeah, but Kendrick Kendrick already got a ring. Kendrick, Kendrick got a ring, and he balled in those in that finals when he needed with with the with the, with, Celtics. With the ring. He went to he went to three finals with this like. Don't but, dis but he, don't disrespect Kendrick. But he's over but, here talking about like, oh yeah, like you didn't make the Western Conference Finals until I showed up. It's like he didn't do anything. Like, hey, hey, hey! But it's still a fact. You just you just, <laughs> stood, you, just you just stood around and pushed people. Hey, hey! We, we, you can't measure the mentality that can, somebody that you, what, what, do they, what do they say when you have when you're building a team? You want to have people that have been there. You know what I'm saying? That can well, bring. Of course. That's, well, that's, what, that's what he brought to the table. That's, that's why. That's why the Cavs like you know lugged him along all the time. But but I guess like what my my thing is it's like we're talking about KD, you know, making an attack on Kendrick Perkins and talking about his game, which KD's kind of certainly like that. He didn't necessarily had to do that. He didn't need to respond to it. I probably wouldn't have. No point. But, I'm surprised but that, he but responded that, from his account but, and not a burner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that but that's what KD does. He gets all passive and he responds to people. But but again, it's like, you know, Matt Barnes, you know, and, and other people are again. KD did not belong in near this discussion anyway. This was about Russell Westbrook yeah, yeah. returning to Oklahoma City. Yeah, it, KD yeah. had nothing to do with this. Yeah. Nothing to do with this at all. And Kendrick Perkins brought he, 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 uh, he so said he said KD's name. He brought him in when he said he called him Kevin. 
No, basically, he's just like, hey, man, like Russell Westbrook is, is you know, Mr. Thunder. Like, he's not like KD, you know, doing doing like the weak shit he did and all that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and stuff like that. Right. And he's kind of just like, but why? And, and the other thing that, like, is a little frustrating is, like, He's not the only one. There are like other dudes who are like calling out KD for you could have gone to the Knicks and you could have been like a real star and you could have played in the Garden, but you went to the Nets. And so it's like you're soft. It's like people can't keep KD's name out their mouth. It's tough to not and and he and talk the, trash about him, fam. Like he did the weakest move. I mean, it's like me right now, right? Like me right now yeah. in my basketball fantasy chat. I can't stop talking trash about Draymond Green because he's a bum. <laughs> he is a bum. I'm like, look at him. Look at him. Look at him right now. Draymond Green is averaging two. He's shooting 3% or something crazy is like he that. Is he still playing? Yeah, he's still playing. But it's like, I said, you could put me on the court with those guys, with Steph and Klay Thompson and KD, and I'm going to look like Draymond Green. I'm like, <laughs> Draymond Green can't grab rebounds right now without those guys because... When those guys was on the floor, you needed to stick defense on them even when the shot was up because the quick rebound, kick it out, steps open on a three-point shot, boom. That's not happening no more. So with that not happening, Draymond can't even get rebounds. He can't do nothing. So I say all that to say... This is why you can't keep KD out your mouth. Because he's a bum. And he's the... Sounds like... No, 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 no. Yeah. I was about to talk about this. Don't, don't, don't be here talking about KD being nah, a bum. No, KD's not a bum. But it's hard, to not, it's hard to keep him out of your mouth because it, when, you, when you have the proof, you know what I'm saying? When the proof's in the pudding, it's like, man. But then it's like you look at everything that's happened after that and, you know, what he... You know, yeah, so he won the two finals, everything was cool, and then he like ripped himself to pieces trying to win another championship. I don't know. I, for I th- that team. He I, did that for that team. They don't I, even care about him. I feel like, like you they, know, like I don't know. Since they since he's gone, Steph is, there's been comments that made it seem like, oh, we didn't really need him in the first place. It's like there's been things like that coming out, you know what I'm saying? I mean, of course. I mean they could say that though, but that's just after they blew a three one lead and they no. were over there crying in the parking lot no, trying no, to get no, him no. on the team. No, you're absolutely right. Steph Curry was like, Listen, I thought I was a superstar. I need a superstar because I'm just a role player. <laughs> Marquise, come on, bro. Come on. Stop that. Stop that. But but you know what? This conversation is making me think about those Jalen Rose comments. Yes, yes, um, yes. So I was I was you know trolling Twitter the other day, and I saw this interview that Jalen Rose had with uh, Richard Deitch over with the Athletic, mm-hmm. and so it, it touched on a variety of topics like how Jalen Rose succeeded at ESPN. He um, has political aspirations. Political aspirations. I and, think that'd be fire. Jalen Rose inside like the White House with his waves. It was oh just crazy. God. Like yeah. we need that swag. We need Yo, all that man, swag the, in the White he's, House. He's got like the cleanest line. He, he had yeah, the best lineup. shape up in the history yeah. of, so, of top the five. country. Top yeah. five that are alive. That's what he be saying. It's, it's pretty funny. He, but yeah, you, but you he would have the best hairline that ever came in the White House. That's, that's, that's like one hundred percent. But that's true. so he said, um, you know, he was talking about. He was asked about uh, NBA ratings declining, and he was asked about an in-season play-in tournament, which is one of the suggestions that they've had for. What's interesting to me about the in-season tournament is that's the format from the NBA Two K League. Yeah. Yeah. So in the NBA 2K League, they have a few weeks and they have some in season. They have like two or three in season mm-hmm. tournaments and then they have a finals and all that stuff. So when I seen that introduced from the NBA, I just I instantly went to the NBA 2K League and just looked at their line, look at their thing. I mean, looked at their schedule. and was like, wow, they're, they're pretty much doing this. That's interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah, I'm about yeah. to take a look at that. Yeah, yeah, you take a look um, at it. In terms of those comments, it, it's it's interesting because Jalen Rose was asked about if an in season tournament would be interesting. And he said that basically, like, yeah, I think it could be something that could, you know, kind of attract some eyes, you know, during Christmas or, you know, Thanksgiving, because, like, the Christmas ratings have been down a little bit, even though, you know, they have the marquee matchups going on. Um, and, you know, but but then he transitions into talking about championships yeah. and rings. And so he said, like, you know, I don't think people would take as much pride in it as winning championships, right? And, you know, so you keep your eye on the big goal of winning a title, And then he says this, I sort of blame media and fans for making it only about ring chasing. Mm. So now we count rings instead of appreciating greatness, which are two different things. So players are like, wait a minute. You don't care if I play in November? You don't care if I play for Team USA? All you want me to do is win championships? Okay, cool. Not only are we going to join up together, 
but I'm going to take nights off during the regular season to make sure I'm ready to go in the playoffs because that's all you care about. Kawhi Leonard. Um, <laughs> I can have a great game in January and all you guys will do is say it's not the playoffs. <clears throat> Skip. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, Come on, Skip. <laughs> it's a lot of factors. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of factors in this and, this takes me back to something I think about all the time. We talked about it a bunch of times. When we were talking about number retirements, yep. I remember one of the things that came up is like, you know, so-and-so, like, they got a ring. You yep. know, so-and-so got a ring, definitely got to retire their number. You know, or like, we talk about rings as like, this guy is great because yep. Yep. rings. And then we just talked about Kevin Durant. And mm -hmm. we're like, well, your rings don't mean as much because of how you got them. But it does. But the I mean, reason he the reason he did that as as you know I'm I'm okay I'm with you I'm mm -hmm. with you it was weak you it know, was I, horrible you know, you know I'm, I'm with it you. was a bad decision I understand from his from, reasoning, a, from a competitor standpoint you know and that's where Kendrick Perkins is coming from which yeah. which I get that part yes, right yes. And, and and it's like he's like look man you should battle this out you know on your team that was about to make the NBA finals don't go leave to you know be with the guys that beat you and then go gang up on you know LeBron James right yeah but. The reason guys do stuff like that is because of this obsession that we as fans and we as media have with romanticizing championships. Yeah, but we don't. Okay. And, we, and, and I say that as and for, for y'all before you guys jump all over this, like, yes, the point of the game is to win. No. OK, so that. the thing is this, right? It's not about. We romanticize championships, but we also romanticize how you get them. Like, if Giannis gets a championship right now, it's going to mean so much to a lot of— because of the way he went about getting his championship. It's different. It, the way you go about doing it and how you conduct yourself and carry yourself means way more than whether you win or lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can get to the championship and lose, and people will respect you more. Because of you, because you did it the right way. But but is that but is that fully true? Because I don't hear that about and 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 again, th there's history involved with this. I shouldn't necessarily just say this in a vacuum. That's not been true about LeBron James. You know, people didn't you know give him credit for losing to San Antonio in 2007 with a bum ass Cavs team. People hold that against him. People hold that against him. You know, people hold it against him in 2015 for losing to the Warriors when he was out there by himself. I mean, people hold it against him, but that's... We're talking about LeBron James, but people love to hate. You know what I'm saying? And, some, and see, that's so the part that's, where that's, I, that's, that's different. You know what I'm saying? And, and that, that's Ke where Kevin I Durant, history. Kevin Durant... Yeah, yeah. So Kevin Durant has never been hated. He's never been hated. Up, no and, up until Up until point. he made that up decision. That and it's point. like, we hate you. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, LeBron James was actually not liked. And the media is already, before he did a lot of that stuff, you know, he came into the league, Darius Miles. With the target on his with, back. You know, Darius Miles, his own teammate in an in a interview was like, you know, he's going to have to fall in line and see if he can help us win. Like, <laughs> like what? Carlo, Carlos Boozer. Yeah. We have better players at his position on our roster already. Oh, no, you don't. It's what like, you talking what about? Saying. So it's like, he was already coming in with all that. Hey, KD. KD came in with nothing but love. Nothing but love and respect. You know what I just realized is KD came in with the Supersonics, bro. Yo, they he, came when they were in Seattle. That's listen, wild. KD came in with nothing but... Not, listen, listen. Not only that. They was in Seattle. Then they moved to Oklahoma. And he became Mr. Basketball in Oklahoma. He and did. left yeah. them. Yeah. And, and, and so... Not because yeah, they no, sucked. I, like, he, he, he <laughs> le like, he left them because he's greedy. Like, he left them for the wrong reasons. He didn't leave them for the right reason. And the wrong reason to us is the right reason for him. And it, it's literally what we're talking about, the ring. He left for the ring. We wanted him to stay for the ring. And, and so I think that's where it gets complicated, right? Because... I saw in, in the aftermath, this is people are talking about like, well, you know what? It's also OKC's fault because they didn't re-up with Harden, you know, and they kind of and they let him go. And he was the big piece that they were supposed to keep. And yeah, you but know, Harden and, had different aspirations. Yeah, because he, he wanted to be his own star, right? You know, and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna look, look at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's you know transformed himself into one of the greatest scorers that basketball has ever seen. You know, and, and and so I think that again, right? This is this is part well, of the didn't thing. Didn't KD though. not let Westbrook know he was making a decision? I can't remember. Like. If that's, I, mean, I think that was the case, and that goes that goes to show everything we're talking about as well. It's like, fam, that was your bro. Like, 
That it's like you didn't even hit up Steph when you left the Warriors. It's like this is this is who you he, are. He he just he just does things because he feels like it, you know. And and I think that there's probably that bit of him that always like seems a little bit of an outsider because he's just over here trying to ball. And he's not always over here trying to be everybody's friend. And so, but, but, but like, that's the thing, right? Is that he, he does ha- get so touchy about this stuff. I'm just saying it from the standpoint of, I can't even really, I don't harbor any anger towards him still. I'm just kind of like, look, man, it was a weak move, but it worked out for you. You got your two finals. You got your two that's finals MVP. And, and, I'm, and I'm just kind of like, but it, I feel like it's not entirely for me to say what is worth what. Because I in the end, it's a, it's a ring, and he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I think it's a situation like this, right? If, I, if, if Kevin Durant was here right now, and he wanted to have this conversation about his decision-making and stuff like that, what I would do is I would say to Kevin Durant, yo, man, listen, we don't have to talk about my personal opinion about your decision-making because you did what was best for you. And I, as a man and as an individual, as a human being, I respect that. You know, people and men who are going to step up and do what's best for them and what they're trying to accomplish, right? So, yes, you did what's best for you, but your decision-making directly affects people around you. And the type of decisions you make shows if you care about the people around you or not. And in this case, it seems like he didn't care about his basketball family, you know? He didn't care about Westbrook and what Westbrook was thinking. And, you know, when the, when the, when the burner account tweets came out, it was clear, you know what I'm saying? It was clear. I wasn't gonna win with those guys. It makes me feel like you had doubts in the game. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? When, when you're I mean, playing, that's, that's what it feels like. It's like, wow. I mean, come on, he, he fought with Draymond Green in the middle of a game. Like, this is well, true, yeah. but, but, but why? Because Draymond called him a bitch. Because he was acting like a bitch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, it, 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 and it's like, that. that's kind of what I'm saying, though, is that, that like, yeah, he was probably, like, in the middle of that game or, like, subsequent games, like, fuck it, I'm already out. Yeah, like, he, yeah. He's like, he already knows he's out. He already knows he's leaving and all that. I, I just, like, you know, I think I, I understand where you're coming from on it in terms of the thing is, this is, like, right and wrong in, in a basketball sense, it's subjective, mm-hmm. right? Because what, because the right and wrong that we're talking about are different from like it's right, and right and wrong yeah, it's all in, in, in any other form of life. Because in the end, like he didn't hurt anybody. He didn't harm anyone. No. He just kind of screwed him over. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. But look, so let's talk more trash talk and let's kind of just slide off into our next segment yeah. my favorite segment oh, I, on the show this is i'm i'm so excited about that I, I, I as soon as we finish recording i start thinking about cash and trash and that's what we're going to jump you into know it's right funny now. it's funny because i know i know you want to get into some trash talk but you think this particular trash talk was cash yes what up tell me about it on wednesday night this past wednesday that just happened the heat played the pacers and they beat the pacers 122 to 108 but in the third quarter of that game, with about 6.29 left, there was a very, very tough or, you know, aggressive foul called on T.J. Warren against Jimmy Butler. It was pretty contentious. I think it was a little it bit was, of an no, overaction yeah, by it was, Butler, but... It was a little bit of an overaction, but when you look at the replay, T.J. Warren absolutely grabbed his oh, arm yeah, and, yeah. and kind of threw him. So, 100%, you know, 100%. So, definitely so, so Butler, Butler brought the smoke to him. They start talking trash. He's like, yeah, trash, you know, blah, blah, blah. They're, they're just going back Call and forth. Call them trash on the court. On the court. I mean, they're going back and forth, and it's just like, all right, whatever. This is... This is they they got to get separated. The very next possession... T.J. Warren is sticking defense on Jimmy Butler again. Jimmy Butler drives his shoulder right into his chest, gets an offensive foul. Boom. T.J. Warren gets ejected. Because because T.J. Warren, and this is where the psychological warfare that Jimmy Butler pulled is this next level. Yes. So Jimmy Butler initiates the contact, gets called for an offensive foul. Honestly, he doesn't even react to it that nope. much. Walks he, away. Doesn't, he doesn't even necessarily like, you know, Acknowledge react. It. He, yeah. He, yeah, he just walks away, gets the ball. He's like, I did that. <laughs> T.J. Warren walks up to Jimmy Butler, and keep in mind, mm-hmm. T.J. Warren already has a technical foul because yep. of the previous incident. Yep. T.J. Warren walks towards Jimmy Butler and starts clapping his hands yep. in his yep. face. So that's taunting. Referee walks up, sees it, ejects him for taunting with his second technical foul. And then and right Jimmy, after that. And Jimmy Butler 
turns towards him and was just like, got you, bitch. Yeah. And, and it's basically just like, he, he, start, he starts blowing kisses. He's like, bye, got you. Yeah. Knew you were going to do that stupid stuff. And T.J. Warren gets, I mean, what, what else is he going to do? He, fli- he, he, flips he flips the bird. The bird. <laughs> he flips the bird, and then he walks off the court and stuff like that. But, but Jimmy, he got, got, man. But listen, I'm just going to play a clip right now. I'm going to play the whole clip of Jimmy Butler talking trash oh about T.J. Warren Woo. after this. To me, I think it's tough for him because I can guard him and he can't guard me. Like, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. Um, but like I said, um, I think you just got to watch your mouth in certain situations. There's some that you just don't say as a man. And, um, I mean, he, he got he to see me the next time because I, I feel like what he said was, was truly disrespectful. And it's all good because um, we see him again. I'm... I ain't scared of nobody. So, you know, he's talking about, oh, we're going to fight, this, that, this, that. It is what it is to me. And then what, did you notice the middle finger from him and was the blowing of the kiss? He's soft. He's soft. He's not, he's not even in my fucking league, like nowhere near me. Um, and if, if I was their coach, I would, I would never put him on me ever again. He, he's like, no, put somebody else on me because I'm, I'm a Taz every time we play. He's trash. This guy... The straight face he has, he's trash. He can't. If I, I wouldn't even put him on me. Like what? What? Are, he's disrespecting the coach. He disrespected the whole organization. In this, and it's like, if you're gonna talk trash, Kevin Durant, do it like this. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, this is just cold. It's just, it's, just, it's, it's, just, it's, it's all about it's all about it's all cold. about what matters, and it's about basketball. Yeah. It's like, listen, he can't stick me. That's what it comes down to. He he's can't not, guard me. He's literally not in my league. Yeah, like, is, we're not. He, it's like he we're not even playing the same game. And Jimmy Butler keeps up this type of trash talking, and it's been consistent from him, regardless of what uh, Minnesota <laughs> you practice. Need you me. need me exactly. It's like Jimmy <laughs> Butler. He knows how to do this thing called the NBA because he's all about playing. His name's Jimmy Buckets for a reason. We can talk all the trash we want about him when he was with Minnesota. The Miami Heat is sitting second in the Eastern Conference right now, and he's a big part of the reason why. So TJ Warren, you, you got to come stronger next time, man. You got to come stronger. And that right there was my first cash of the week. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you my first cash of the week, which is Carmelo Anthony for the win Mello. on Tuesday night. Mello. This man... Our boy wasn't even on a roster like two months ago. That's what I'm saying. Can you believe that this man, not even just two months, I mean, like, the whole offseason went by, like, the end of Nobody last Nobody thought like, they no could one, use that. No one, like, no one. It literally comes down to the Blazers needing scoring. And it's like, well, I'm looking at these summer videos from Carmelo. Looks like he can uh, still shoot. This, this, guy, this guy might be able to play a little bit. And, and the thing is, like, you know, so the, the Blazers are, you know, under 500. You know, mm. they haven't quite lived up to what we want them to. But they're still in the hunt for that last playoff If they spot. make the playoffs. They're right there with the Grizzlies and the Spurs. If they make the playoffs with Melo, that's going to do so much for his stock. Oh, my because God. Because, like I said, they was out of contention without him. They got him. Now they're in contention. And it's like... He, li- he literally just won them a game, bro. Yep, he and, he, and he was he, from from the couch yeah, to yeah, yeah. swishing a free throw, you know, free throw line jumper for the win in your face. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. That that's what we love to see. My first trash of the day. I'm gonna go with the ejections. The the referees are just getting too ejection happy. Now, granted, granted, T.J. Warren needed to get ejected. Yeah, TJ, TJ, TJ Warren was stupid. Yeah, yeah, he needed to get ejected. That was just like you said. He got baited and he got ejected. Jimmy he had Butler that was one blowing, coming. He was blowing them kisses. It was it was disrespectful. Had it coming. But somebody like Kimba Walker. Yeah, I, I understand. This was silly. I understand Kimba's frustration. Yeah, he literally just was injured with an almost serious neck injury because of a play, not because of a play similar, but because of the same kind of contact. Uh, pretty much what happened is he's playing defense. Somebody sets a, a really a really strong screen on him. He falls down. He gets up. He kind of approaches the ref with a little bit of anger and is instantly ejected. Like, instantly. Just ejected. He didn't have a technical before that? I don't think he had a technical before that. I think the ref just threw him out. I mean, we could, if he did have a technical and you guys know and you're listening, please tweet us and let us know we was wrong. But I think that the ref just threw him out. And it's the same situation with IT. IT, well, his situation was there was contact with the referee. But it's like the referees literally standing right next to IT and two other players as they're falling out of bounds. IT, yes, okay. If you depending on the angle, it looks like he either pushed the ref 
or use the ref to break him falling. And, and then and then he gets ejected from the game for that. And and it's just like again, like you like cuss at him or anything. The, the refs are still missing so many. I mean, we're talking like travels. We're talking cat. We're talking plays, fouls. They're just missing so many calls. But for some reason, when it comes down to a technical fouls and ejections, their whistle game is strong. Because like okay, you know, when when you're a ref, like there's there's a point and not only that, this the animation of them, their their body language when they actually throw somebody on, they're doing the whole arm thing with it. Mm. It's like they wind it up from the bottom and they throw you out. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like you've been waiting all night for this, huh? No, they <laughs> have though. Like come on, man. Like like it's just like man, we never get to do this. Like we never get to have any fun. It's crazy. always getting yelled at. It's like are you ejecting me because you're angry? Or are you ejecting me because I deserve to be ejected? It's like this is like premeditated. Like what the fuck? I think, well, depending on the player, and which is, like, weird because Kemba Walker and That's IT what I'm saying. don't strike you as the kind of player that, like, you're instantly looking to get rid of. Like, no. if it was a Draymond Green, I could understand, you know, or a Dwight Howard who was, like, racking up techs all over the place. But, but, even but with, they're but not even, really those kind but of even, guys. But even with those guys, I, like I said, I just feel like the referee's technical foul and ejection whistle trigger game is happy like they trigger happy with that whistle when it comes because i feel i feel like that's that's something that they're advised is is that like you know for one thing it's like there's probably a little bit of that these guys are like way bigger than you sometimes they're really pissed off and they're coming at you with a little bit of aggression it's like they're in fear for their life or something yeah yeah get out of here which is a whole whole, whole other other thing (laughs) you know because uh there's something you notice about a good number of one of these referees that they don't kind of don't quite look like uh the general population of the nba what's going on here uh but uh you know, I feel like that's something that's advised because they're just kind of like, look, man, if, if any of them look like they're coming at you too strong, just just don't even think about yeah, it. Like, yeah. like don't don't stand for it. You know, set set the precedent. Don't let them be coming at you, you know, and that sort of thing. And I, I feel like, yes, to an extent. Right. Like, you know, it's it can't be bad for the referees to kind of police the game a little bit because sometimes people be bitching too much. But, yeah, just like tossing a dude just because he gets a little bit mad at you like ah, i don't mm. know about that i feel i feel like that's a little bit i think that's trash i mean that's absolutely trash so we got some more cash and this cash that i'm going with right now has to do with my guy lonzo ball you know he got traded to the pelicans you know he really wanted to be you know he's a he's a la kid you know what I'm so he really wanted to play for the lakers get drafted by the lakers all that stuff from his father He's been battling some injuries since he's been, you know, with the Pelicans. But his play as of late has been amazing. The guy has been balling. What I want to talk about is the jump shot. Yo, it's starting to look like a real jump shot. The jump shot, the form looks really good. It's it's like, oh, and he's taking his time. He's not playing rush. He's he's in the flow of the game. I think that, you know, him and Brandon Ingram going to the Pelicans probably could have been the best thing that happened for their careers. I can see that, yeah. If Brandon Ingram was still with the Lakers right now, he'd be Kyle Kuzman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Really not getting that much opportunity to do to flex his wings and, and shine and stuff like that. Yeah, he probably wouldn't be starting. He probably wouldn't be starting. He wouldn't have a chance to really carve out his own game. That's what he's been able to do in New Orleans. And with Lonzo playing the way that he's playing right now, it's really, really, they're really, really gelling. And, 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 that's my cash. My cash is just seeing Lonzo overcome all the adversity and all the hoopla from the last year and some change to finally be playing the way that people expect him to play that actually were fans of him as a basketball player. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when I'm watching him shoot, right, it's not even just the fact that the jump shot generally looks better. It's the fact that he's, he's catching and shooting. He's catching with, and shooting. With, uh, you know, good timing and good release. And it's still... You know, it's still a little bit like funky. It's not. It's not Clay Thompson esque, where it's like no. the prettiest jump shot you've ever no seen. Hesitation. Yeah, there's there's no hesitation, and you know, it just he doesn't have all that wacky like you know side hitch crap that he used to have, nah, where where, straight up. where where he's like tossing it like from the side or whatever. Like no, he's just he's just lining up the elbow and he's he's shooting it. So that was just my cash. You know, Lonzo doing his thing. You got more trash. Yeah. So so let let's go ahead and let's let's take a little time with this particular trash because this is like a, a systemic failure. Right I mean, it's, it, it's, it's systemic failure is an understatement. <laughs> we are talking about what has become the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like, you know, this this post-LeBron Cleveland Cavaliers thing, not looking great. So, If you ever want to know what a dumpster fire looks like, watch the Cavs. So in particular, there's one play from this week 
that really just kind of summed it all up. Why don't you, you tell us about it? If you it? want to see a player frustrated with the team, watch this play. Colin Sexton had the ball, right? Yeah. He's dribbling the ball. It's about a, probably like a 30, 40 seconds before it goes to like the end of the quarter or halftime or something like that. Yeah, clock winding down the yeah. court. He's standing right there like half court, um, right next to where the coaches be standing. And he's dribbling the ball, kind of dribbling, winding down the clock. But the thing is... The, the shot clock's going to expire before the game clock. So Kevin Love on this whole play, you set it up for him. So, so, like, so while Colin Sexton is over here dribbling this ball, like hanging out by the timeline, wasting time for a last shot, Kevin Love has at this point strolled up the court. You know, so he has not been running at any point here. He's clearly pissed off. He's been pissed off for the last couple of weeks, and this goes back He's to... He's been pissed off since LeBron left. Basically. And so this, <laughs> this goes back to a couple of altercations he's had with Cavs GM, Kobe Altman, where he's get, been getting in verbal confrontations with him, like in front of the team. He's been getting fined. And he's, been get, he's been getting fined, and then he's getting mad about getting fined. And, and then telling him to find me anyway Yeah, I got yes, money. I, yeah, I got the money. Don't worry about it. I'm fine. So Kevin Love just doesn't care. He's strolling up the court. He walks down uh, you know, to, to like post up for a second or whatever in the lane. And then as he sees the shot clock winding down and Colin Sexton not doing anything kevin love walks angrily to the three-point line <laughs> and gestures for colin sexton to pass him the ball he gets the ball and just fires it to his teammate he doesn't get the ball and shoot it he doesn't get the ball and does something like responsive. set up set yeah. up the offense he just gets the ball and just throws it to the next guy because he didn't want colin to have it and, 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 and like to give you an idea right so kevin love is known for his like two-handed like overhead outlet passes where he's like chucking the ball down the court to like find somebody who's running the break he takes this ball catches it and just puts it over his head and fires it as as hard as he can at a teammate who is just like what the dude's like three feet away from him <laughs> he just fires it at him and and he, he like drops the ball and, and and keep in mind so kevin lug just kind of like walks away from the play all pit like he's like walking toward the bench and the game is still happening so with this being said we kind of talked about trade stuff earlier. Kevin Love should be in trade talks. Kevin Love got to go. I mean, this is this is a you very gotta, toxic You got to trade Kevin Love now. And I, I you know I, maybe that's something that I was saying. I, the Celtics need a big man. I mean, I do think that Andre Drummond would fit better. But go after Kevin Love. Go after something. He's not necessarily a, your traditional big man, but he is a 2020 threat. And then it's like I mean, he can he can board and he can shoot. He you know, definitely so, shoot. so I mean, that's one thing. Andre Drummond can't shoot. I, I think that though that you know it's perhaps better, right? Because Andre Drummond is is a more athletic and just generally better Tristan Thompson, where where he where he does all the dirty work. He'll get you your boards. He'll he'll you know beat you up in the lane when you come in. You know, trying to shoot layups. He's a shot blocker. And in that case, right? If you if you stuck like Andre Drummond in your starting lineup with the Celtics, everybody is a shooter. Everybody can score. And then he just kind of does his thing. Yeah, but that, the thing that's crazy about this whole trash thing with the Cavs is that's not even where it stops. There's no. more. Well, give me the rest of it. Honestly, that might not even be the worst thing that's happened this week. And I'm talking about the Cleveland Cavaliers head coach, John Beeline, supposedly calling his team thugs for the, for their style of play. Now, there is a, there is a backstory and an explanation to this. Yes. But, okay, here's how it goes. So... Apparently, in a film session earlier this week, John Beeline, so former Michigan coach, this is his first year as Cleveland Cavaliers head coach, mm -hmm. tells his players, oh, yeah, check out the way that we've been playing lately. We've been playing better. You're not playing like a bunch of thugs anymore. <laughs> and Everyone's everybody's like, like what? hold up, what'd you say? And so, like, people are just kind of like, what are you talking about, man? And a bunch of the assistant coaches were like, yo, coach. Did you mean to say that? Did you mean to call people thugs? And he was like, wait, I said that? Yeah, he yeah, you got, did. He just got hit with the worst case of the iPhone autocorrect ever. Because clearly he's typing thugs a lot. He's typing thugs a lot. 
And for some reason, this one time when he went to type slugs, thugs popped in there. Apparently, you know, uh, you know, this was a Freudian slip, you know, kind of as they say. And basically, what happened is after he's alerted to this, he texts a bunch of the players on the team. And is like individually, hey, man, individually, individually, and it's like, hey man, look, that was that wasn't what I meant. I meant to say slugs because his ex his his explanation was that they're playing faster, they're playing with more pace, they're moving better, and so he was saying you're not moving like a bunch of slugs, slow-moving, you know. These two words yeah. have nothing to do with each other. When you think slugs, do you think thugs? No, you know? not not even not even like, close. Like, like they don't they don't maybe maybe if you're, maybe other. if maybe if you're sitting down to write a rap. Maybe maybe that's the only time like yo, now, those two words will come together yo, I because need, they rhyme. I need somebody to drop a bar. I need somebody to drop a couple bars and, and rhyme me slugs and thugs, but you got to make it hot. Like yeah, you got to make, make, it, make it good. It has to be about the Cavs. Yes, it has to be about the Cavs. <laughs> and you got to throw the coach's name in there too. See how really nice you are. So, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So, okay. Thoughts on this? What, what are your thoughts? Because I got some, but I, I want to let you handle this first. What do you think? All right, so my thoughts was... Man, really? This makes no sense. Even if we're going to go ahead and be nice, we're going to be charitable, and mm. we're going to give John Beeline the benefit of the doubt here, it seems like the kind of thing that he probably might have said in the past where, where he, he got away with it, like in a college locker room. Yeah, he was saying it to guys that wasn't getting paid millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, or, or he's saying it in private or something like that because, because look, man, like, Again, slugs and thugs don't connect themselves in any way in my mind. Like, like for, why, why does thugs come out of your mouth in a basketball film session? How does that happen? Uh, and, and you got me. Yeah. And, <laughs> you got me. And, and it's like, you know, all, all, all jokes aside, right? It's like, yeah, thugs play the best basketball. <laughs> they do. They do. But it's just like, what are we talking yeah. about, fam? Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah, but, but crazy. When, like you said, when we was talking about it off the air, uh, when a white dude is using the word thugs in reference to black people, it just seems racist. Period. Yeah, be, because, again, right, it's like a, a new age version of the N word. Yeah. Know, a lot of, yeah. And, and it's like, you know, people people need you to need you to spell it out. Yeah. When, yeah, when they're yeah. being racist or they got some kind of bias or, or like whatever, they need you to to say, like, I don't like black people. I don't trust black people. Isn't I think you like NBA, you're an N word. Like you should all die or something like NBA that. And it's like, should just come on, bro. suspend the calves for a year. Just for being this bad of a dumpster. Like, how do you piss off Kevin Love? You know what I'm saying? Like, it gotta be that bad. First off, Kevin Love's one of the players he called a thug. <laughs> yeah, it, which, 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 is, which is funny. And, and you know what? The, the other wild thing about this, right? And, Kevin and, Love, you're playing like a thug. <laughs> and and, it, and it, maybe that, that's part of what set him off. He's like, you know what? I'm a thug. Here you go. Yeah, uh, you want a thug? Should have overhead pass in John Beeline's face and be like that LeBron meme where he gets hit in the, in the face. That is funny. But, but it makes sense now. That's why Kevin Love's so pissed it, off. It, but, we'll just go with a thug. But but you know the funny thing, like like while we're on Kevin Love, right, is the fact we we looked this up. Kevin Love at the end of last season signed like a four year, oh hundred and twenty million dollar deal. Why would you to do stay that? with the Cavs? Why? What? And, and and he's mad now. He's mad because the somebody, Cavs are bad. Somebody, what did you me, think? Listen, somebody tweet me the best bar. In Cleveland, like the best drink, something like what was it that made him say he looked around and was like 120 million Cleveland? I'm staying. Like, well, hey. what was it? Because it, it was it, it wasn't the team. It wasn't the team. So what was it? Yeah, he's he's like talking about like Kobe. He feels lied to by the organization. Uh, in they, what they way? Prom, they prom. You know the you know the big banner that Braun had on the side of the building. Oh, we're gonna get you one. We're gonna get you one. Hey, I will. I will say this. You know, <laughs> Cle Cleveland gets a bad rap. It, I've been. I've been in downtown Cleveland. It's not particularly inspiring, especially you know in, in relation to a place like Chicago, where I grew up, or even Boston. Yeah, right? yeah. But it's not the worst place in the world. Like, like my wife and I went to a pizza place there, and like went to a little brewery. It was, it was okay. You know, it's kind. Of, it's kind of nice. But yeah, if you're looking for a big city living, was Cleveland it, was it place. enough to make you sign a hundred and twenty million dollar four year contract? Well, no. well, 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 if you're talking about me signing a four-year, $120 million contract, uh, yeah. I, I, would, I would think about it. I would think about that. What you need me to do? Play but, basketball for the Cavs. Hell yeah. 
<laughs> yo, yo, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be Colin Sexton's backup. Sign me up to be a bench player. On the, don't put me in the game ever. No, I don't ever want to be on the court for the Cavs. Especially not when Kevin loves passing me the ball, ball like that. Yeah, <laughs> if he passes me the ball, that's fine. But if he passes me the ball like that, no, no. But yeah, that's crazy. But but it, but it's just like man, as an organization in. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man, like in regards to the John Beeline thing, and we, we mentioned this as well. We talked about this a while back in mm-hmm. relation to Bill Russell in Boston. We had a media friend that talked about, you know, media people not knowing how to talk to black athletes, yeah. which is a problem. You, you don't know how to talk to black stars, you know, black superstars when the sport that you're covering is like. 80% black. Yo, what's crazy about it is what we're realizing, what we're finding out is what we've already known. It's not just the media people. It's, it's the organization, it be, too. It may be just certain white people have a hard time addressing prominent black people. Like, fam, and figure it out. And, and, <laughs> like, and, and it's like, and it's, it's not our problem to figure out. No, figure it out. No, seriously, <laughs> it's not It's not on us to change. You got to do that. And, and, you know, John Beeline, like, maybe he was getting away with that, you know, with some college kids who, who couldn't speak up, you know. That's but, exactly what was and, going and, on. And, and, and I, I feel, and again, I'm telling you, that's what I think, man. Like, stuff like that you know doesn't happen by accident. I'm interested to know. What the what the round of text messages was between the players oh. once they all start getting the individual text from coach like you know you get text him and ding oh coach hey man I'm sorry next thing you know I'm sending a text yo uh let me see I'm trying to think of a player uh, hey yo Tristan coach just text me and said sorry this motherfucker like you know what I'm like what what was the, what was that like is, is I just like like does he actually think we believe that you know yeah. or something like that and, and of course like you know so he sent his apologies and apparently um, the Cavs have decided. You know, the players in the organization have decided that we can move on with Beeline as our head coach. But I'll tell you what, if, they, if that's me, I, I don't care what the explanation is. I don't want to see him the next day. I'm going to show him. I don't want to see him. I'm going to show him what a slug is. <laughs> you want to you see some, 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 some lack of effort? I'm going to show you. You want to call me a thug and, and mistake it and say it was a slug? I'll show you what a slug is so you don't make that mistake ever again. Oh, and, and it's like, and, and by extension, like, oh, you want to know what a thug is? Okay. I can show you that too. Yeah. <laughs> With that being said, man, we're going to wrap up this week's episode of I Think I Know Basketball. We'll be back next week with episode 11. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. Thanks so much for listening in. Once again, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, as always. And check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Anchor FM app. Peace out. <laughs>